This is the Overtime Heroics NBA podcast sponsored by Overtime Heroics. Check it out at OvertimeHeroics.com and on Twitter at OTHHeroics1. You have great information, great writers, and check out all the information in the forums. It's all great stuff. This is the Overtime Heroics NBA podcast sponsored by Overtime Heroics. Check it out at OvertimeHeroics.com and on Twitter at OTHHeroics1. You have great information, great writers, and check out all the information in the forums. It's all great stuff. From... The OTH NBA podcast here, doing another pod today with Dick and Philip. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, man. Good, ready good. to go. Yeah, man. Ready to get this thing started. All right. Well, the first order of business is the uh, Pal Casal going to the Trailblazers. What do you do? Y'all think about that? I mean, for me, it's it seems like a little bit of overkill. I mean, the, the Trailblazers have now, I think, four legit centers to play. <laughs> I mean, you got – I mean, Nurkic yeah. is hurt, obviously, but then you have Zach Collins, who in my mind is one of the, the better young centers in the league. And then you got Hassan Whiteside. They just traded for him. I mean, that's, that's four guys that potentially could play well for you. I, I think that in the end, Powell's going to be just like a leader more than a – like a player in my mind. I think he'll just be like that kind of vet. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I, I feel about it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I guess you could say maybe he'll be more of an assistant coach than a player, but just to help those young centers, I can see how they can maybe want to bring him on. Yeah, and the Trailblazers, they lost Enos Cantor too to the Celtics, so maybe just a little more depth there too. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, uh, I think the next big topic was the Indiana Pacers assistant coaches going to the Grizzlies. Nick, since you're a big Grizzlies guy, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good move. I th- I think uh the Grizzlies have had issues in the past in my mind with coaching staffs. I mean, you've had I think four or five different coaches within the last 6 or 7 years. So, I think uh them going in the direction that they want now is good. I think the Pacers are one of those teams that are very underrated. Um, I have the Pacers, you know, they were, uh, were they top, top six last year in the East. I think they're a good team. So you're taking a coach from a good team is always a good thing. If you're a fan of that team where that coach is going. Um, I think for what they want to do with up and down tempo, it makes sense to hire this kind of guy in that role. Uh, so I, I think it's a good move for the Grizzlies. I think that they still have, I think three or four coaches they have to hire um, to finish out that staff, but it's a good move in my mind. Yeah, it's interesting. I always find it intriguing how these teams, you know, they kind of scout through the league, find an assistant coach who could possibly do something well for the team. So maybe this guy has some potential that other teams don't know about to be a great coach. 
Yeah, I think it's it does hurt the Pacers, and maybe we'll see what happens, though. But another thing that happened today was the press conference for Paul George and, uh, and Kawhi Leonard, and that was just kind of crazy, wasn't it, guys? Uh, yeah, it was interesting. I happened to catch that. It was something interesting that many people realized and that I was reading that Kawhi seemed to be really into it. He seemed pretty happy with everything, you know, it's kind of because he's home. He's where he finally, like, totally wants to be. So that's a big role for him coming up. Yeah, it's kind of weird to me, too. I saw, I saw a, a thing come out the other day about that Kawhi wasn't actively recruiting Paul George that they he just told them that he wanted another star to be there before he came and that they actually reached out to James Harden and they reached out or it's about James Harden and about Bradley Beal with the Wizards. Uh, that would have been crazy if James Harden ended up going to the Clippers to play with Kawhi. Um, but in the end, I, I think the Paul George and Kawhi um, move will be really good uh, for that team. I, I find them being you know a top team in the West. Um, and I'm hoping but yeah what what are your thoughts on the uh the the Kawhi and Paul matchup there? Uh, yeah, it's. I, I think it's a great fit. I think it's interesting. I think that they they kind of got lucky, I guess they would say, in finding such a good player to fit with Kawhi because I think that if they actually brought a guy like James Harden or someone else along, maybe it wouldn't have been that good of a fit. But Paul George and Kawhi, I think they'll play great together. They'll play amazing defense, and that's something big that's going to probably lead them deep down the playoffs. Yeah, I just like to – if you watched Paul George, he was he was really, really excited. He said that he was a Clippers fan from way back. So when he was – because he was, you know, raised in L.A. or wherever, whereabouts in L.A. So he was really excited to be there. So I think it's going to be a great fit. I think both of them will try really hard to fit and mold together and make this work. Yeah, so I think the last bit of news we need to probably talk about, uh, another California team making some news. Steve Kerr is not one to shy away from the dramatic. And it, it seems like recently him and uh, Kendrick per- Perkins, the uh, <laughs> the guy who, who never actually was a great basketball player but always seems to have an opinion about something, he, uh, they, they got in a conversation about um, Anthony Davis – you know, doing what he did with Golden State or with uh, sorry, with the Lakers, making it known, and uh, and so what are y'all? What are y'all's opinions on the whole LA with Anthony Davis? Steve Kerr's opinion on that, even though KD um, did the same kind of thing with the Warriors. Yeah, it's uh, you know, every time Steve Kerr seems to talk about some stuff, it always seems to be a little little off kind of get what he's saying but it's always a little bit like too much he's trying to 
trying to do because at the end of the day, he's the coach of a team that went to five straight finals and he doesn't really need to do any talking. But as it comes to the whole like scenario with him and Kendrick Perkins, I think that Steve Kerr was probably trying to say more of a thing for the NBA where it's like, it's fine to request a trade. But when Anthony Davis is saying, no, you can only trade me to the Lakers. And he's pretty much putting it out there as if he's like a free agent, but he's really still part of that team. Maybe that's not the best for the NBA, which at that point it's understandable. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. It's not, you know, it's not good for the league for the, to be like, oh, you can only trade me right here to one team. And then how they have the same agents, LeBron and and AD, it's just, it's not a very good look at, for that side of the party, really. Yeah, I mean, so my whole thing with the whole KD thing is that KD, in my mind, ruined modern-day basketball when it comes to, like, having full teams of all-star players. Like, I don't think that's totally necessary to win. Like, it's obviously a championship grab, and he got what he wanted, and all that kind of stuff worked out. But in my mind, it's not – that's not what basketball is about. Like, I I don't think you should have, you know, five all-stars on your team. I I think, you know – it makes people like want to do that. Want to leave small markets that need that revenue. Like Anthony Davis leaving New Orleans. That's, I mean, obviously got Zion back. They got all these guys back, but like that in general, at the first part, was was a terrible thing for the, the Pelicans. Like they, they're obviously going to lose that revenue. Um, so I, I think that that's kind of crazy. And then for Kerr to talk about you know AD like that, it just shows the hypocrisy of Kerr. And I. I'm not – I don't like Steve Kerr. I, I think he – if you follow his Twitter account, he makes some outlandish statements at times that, like, I don't know if he actually believes those things or if it's just him, you know, actually vocalizing his beliefs. I, I don't know. But I'm not a big fan of that, and I think it shows the hypocrisy of the NBA of we don't want you all to do certain things, but then we want to do what we want to do. And it, it's sad in my mind. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, he. I mean, the KD and AD thing were they're completely different in my eyes. I mean, he though KD told Russ, I guess allegedly, "Hey, man, I'm coming back," and then went to the Hamptons and then changed his mind. It's different than what AD did. Yeah, I agree. And Nick, when you kind of said, um when you said that, like, you know, KD kind of changed, like, modern-day basketball and how, like, they don't really need a team, like, to have all the stars. The first thing that actually came to my head was, like, it's kind of, imagine you're, like, you know, like, you're playing on the blacktop and, you know, the team has five stars. That kind of ruined the league. And from that team, and from that point of view, I guess that that's why the NBA now is at such a high point, I think, because now that there is no legit super team, I think that that's what's making the league much better, and I think that ratings are going to be, you know, incredible for these upcoming seasons. Yeah, it just makes it more competitive, and that that's what every fan wants is competition. I mean, yes, every Warriors fan is going to complain about the fact that they're not going to be the best team in the league anymore and that they should trade Draymond halfway through the season because, you know, like they're not doing as well. 
my thing is that like they're people always will go back to the Celtics stacking up or they'll go back to the the uh Cavaliers stacking up or the Heat, my bad. But the thing is with those teams, yes, they were always good teams, like LeBron's like freaking like obviously like one of the best players ever and the Wayne Way was great. But like Chris Bosch wasn't it, it wasn't KD, Steph and Clay. Like yes, they were a good team, but they were not the mega team like that. And then with the Celtics, I mean the Celtics were a bunch of older older guys in my mind that were they were good. But I mean again the super team, I'm glad is dead. I'm glad people are at least pairing up and like it's still gonna be fun and competitive, but it's not gonna be you know who's gonna like slaughter someone else every night. Like it's not gonna be like that. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a big deal also when it comes to um, the playoffs because in the playoffs, the, I I think in, from my eyes last year in the playoffs except for the finals and maybe only, I guess, the Eastern Conference Finals. It really wasn't that interesting to watch. So that's going to help it out, too. Yeah, and didn't Chris Bosh only made one all-star team before he went to Miami, right? Yeah, it was something like that. And then when he went back to Cleveland, he had Kyrie, and it was just – it was only those two. I mean, Kevin was there, but at that point, Kevin Love never actually, like – it never actually worked out with Kevin in Cleveland in my mind. I mean, so I, it's always, it's always an interesting topic because you take Toronto there too. Toronto lost their, their perennial all-star there. I mean, Bosch was like the first big thing they ever had there. And then he leaves to go to Miami and it's like, okay, like we're just going to kill another small market team just cause, you know, so. But didn't that, when, Vince Carter left. That's, you know, Vince Carter was bigger than. Oh yeah, that's right. I always forget that Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady played together with, with the with the Raptors. That, that is true. And then I mean, Toronto just has the worst luck with losing freaking all stars. <laughs> they yeah. lose those two guys, and then you lose Bosch, and now you lose Kawhi, and it's like. This thing literally hates us so much. I know, but with Google Hangout, it's only it's video too, isn't it? Uh, I do think that's part of it. Yeah, I don't. I'm not into that part yet. No, I feel you. I feel you on that. I mean, I, I do video, but it's like by myself, like trying to make sure. No- Let's start this. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what do you want to do first? Uh, Paul Casal. Yeah, talk about Pal. Uh, then you can mention the the uh, what do you call it the assistant coach going to uh, Indiana. Indiana's as a coach going to Memphis. And then I'm trying to think: is there anything else we want to cover? Yeah, there was a. Paul George and Kawhi introduced. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I watched that. It was interesting. And then the last thing was the. Yeah, Steve. Steve Kerr. Kerr. All right. All right. Hey, everyone. It's Tyler. 
that about wraps it up for the OTH NBA podcast. I'm Tyler, and this is Philip and Nick. As uh, you can find us all on the OTH forums, and this is all sponsored by at OTH Heroics on Twitter, and you can find us on Twitter. So check it all out. There's great stuff on Overtime Heroics. So peace.